mother I don't the idea I know that there's a pregnant woman because I just hugged her um, in the room but the idea of being pregnant makes me want to vomit like outwardly but then you have to swallow back down because of like social norms you know but I don't like it I don't like it but I am embracing me, I'm in my 30s now, I'm in my 30s, so I'm embracing, that was a weird laugh, but that's fine. Um, I'm embracing it, so I'm embracing the mom culture a little bit. I actually just came back from Wisconsin, I was there for what felt like years, it was like five days, but I was there, because I, here's, I go home, I, I'm from there, I'm sorry, I go home once a year, and I hadn't been back home since the election, and I was pretty terrified to go back and see what red that state was becoming. And, but honestly, the reason I went back was because a lot of my friends and sisters are having babies that I've never met before. And I don't trust it. <laughs> I don't. Because if I've only seen pictures of your babies sleeping on the internet, how do I know it's not dead? <laughs> Trump's America, I have no fucking idea. You literally don't know anymore. So I gotta go back to find out. They're plenty alive, there's four of them running around, four little dudes trying to teach them how to wear pink and stuff, just making them little... I don't know why that's that funny, but like honestly, ben, little boys don't like to wear pink, and I was like, you put this dress on, bitch! You know? Like, <laughs> And they're like, I don't like it when Auntie Jojo comes home. <laughs> but it was weird. I, it was weird going home. I have that. I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised Catholic. I'm like that, you know. I'm, I'm that type of Catholic that I've lived in Portland for five years now, but I still find myself when people say they don't believe in God, like having to like figure out a way to do the sign of the cross kind of thing. <laughs> Anyone else have to do that? It's just like muscle memory. I was at dinner on a date and some dude was telling me that he didn't, like you're not supposed to bring up politics or religion on dates, right? It's just not what you're supposed to do. That's like, while you're fucking, you talk about that. But you're not <laughs> supposed to do it at dinner. So this dude was telling me he doesn't believe in God and I was just like, instinctively lowered my head and just like cut my steak and did the sign of the cross. <laughs> and he's like, what did you just, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. But that's the kind of family I grew up with. And, uh, so going home was a little interesting because uh, my sister was throwing a party for her one-year-old. 
She did the whole thing. She made it to a year with this kid, and we had to have a party for it. <laughs> I just showed up drunk. I was like, whatever. But she was like, she spent $500 just to be drunk at a one-year-old's party. But she was like, Joanne, you need to help out more, okay? You need to pitch in a little bit more. We're doing all the work. You need to help in a bit. You're never home. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You are on a ton of Adderall, okay? <laughs> and I just popped a plan B. So, like, we are on different party planning levels. I'm just gonna post up against this wall, wait. <laughs> well, you try to hot glue gun paper mache together. Doesn't work! It was so weird. Like, I'm actively trying not to bring a child into this fiery world where you are literally starting a fire because your cookies are burning, Diana, okay? <laughs> That's just how the day went. But there's three more of those little kids running around and I almost killed one of them. Um, almost his relative kill was real. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the sweet, sweet, terrifying sound of a brass doorknob going right into the side of a child's face. <laughs> Just right in the temple. I mean, that kid flew across the room. I, and all I was doing was getting my cell phone. I was like, I miss it! And I kept, I ran in, not paying attention to the child, and he went flying. And you know that feeling of just like your entire spine just stand like your cat, you know? That happened, and he started crying, I started crying. I was like, he's dead, he's dead, I need help! And my dad comes over and he's like, what? That was his reaction, and but he was like, like, he's fine. He's four or something. I don't know. He like probably's gotten hit in the head before. He's fine. But the scariest part was that like a half hour later, I'm trying to calm him down because he's crying, you know. So I was like, let's play Uno. Let's do a game. And he just starts puking in the middle <laughs> of playing Uno, which. If you Google, like, did I kill this kid.com, if you go to that website, this, uh, being hit in the head and puking later is a sign of a concussion. And I was like, I really did kill. So I had to take a walk. I left in their puke. I had to take a lap. I couldn't handle it. It was just watermelon, though. Turns out he just ate too much watermelon. <laughs> he was just puking watermelon for, like, all night. Like, all night. And it was adorable, kind of, because he was... You know what's scary when you're puking? You don't know. You have no control. You don't know what's happening as a little kid. He's puking, and he goes, Whoa, Tummy? Outside? <laughs> and I was like, you are fine. You are smart as fuck, dude. Like, that... It's correct. Your tummy is on the outside. <laughs> Kid's gonna be an author, you know? So bad. I'm not welcome back home. <laughs> my mom and I made a pact, though, that she wouldn't tell my sister about that. She's like, I'll just tell him he ate too much watermelon. She's <laughs> like, yeah, good plan. <laughs> you don't get it, though. She's that type of mom where she, like, has your back, but in the weirdest ways, you know? Like, I've been struggling with depression lately and, like, like bad, like, can't get out of bed type of bouts of it. And instead of being, like, a mom and, like, sending, like, a virtual hug or something like that, she mailed me... <laughs> She mailed me um, military-grade energy pills. <laughs> She's like, did you take your pills? I was like, you mean the pills that say shredded AF? That's, that's literally the name of them. It's a black bottle, and it's just 
in barbed wire and it got mailed to my house and I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, well, they have with weight loss too. I was just looking out. I was like, mm. Mm-hmm. But then I started, I took one because she called me. She's like, did you take the pills? I was trying to take them because I just thought I could use a little bit of energy too. Like, okay. And so we took them and I called her like a half hour later and I was like, I can't feel my face, mom! Like, I was just, like, I was pacing. I was just opening and shutting windows. No idea why for like 20 minutes. I couldn't, my neck got huge like in an hour. I wasn't even talking and it was just veins popping out. I was like, what is happening? Like, do you know that you have veins in your knuckles? I did not know that. I was like, I have all this, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. My mom goes in and I called her. I was like, I'm freaking the fuck out. She was, I know I had your dad take me to the hospital. I didn't feel good. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me that before? This is the woman that doesn't even drink coffee and she sent me shredded AF. Like what? It's her goddamn problem. I don't know what to do. I thought it was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna, should I masturbate to calm down? I don't understand. But I was nervous of my own strength. I was like, I don't know, that's a delicate flower. It's like a Hulk hand, it's like coming at it. I'm not sure. I didn't know what to do. And if you know me, you know that I don't shishmashdashmate, okay? I talk a lot about it. I don't, born and raised Catholic, we already covered that. Can't shishmashdashmate, it's not in the Bible. God, it was uncomfortable. The first time I tried shishmashdashmate, I was 22. I'm 31, it's 22, so I'm in like the toddler phases of jerking off. We're gonna go there and then I'm gonna leave. Okay, cool. <laughs> Started this joke, I'm gonna command. <laughs> Thank you. I don't though, I was 22. It was a big year for me when I turned 22. I moved to New Zealand. I ate an avocado for the first time. And my roommate was like, we had a heart test one day and she goes, oh my God, I'm just gonna go home and let off some steam. I'm just gonna jerk off. I was like, women can do that? What? You don't need a man? What are you talking about? And she was like, yeah, dude. And so she taught me and I was like, great. I mean, separate room, but it was like under one house, you know, kind of thing. And, um, but she explained it to me and I was like, this sounds delightful. I have to, I have to do this for all of womankind. Like this, I'm way too old. I need to learn, I need to treat myself. So I did, so I bought a bunch of candles, I put on some D'Angelo, you know. It's like a lady. And then right at the height of the moments, like right at the get down of the get down, like right at the peak pinnacle, you know, that sweet zone, I was just overcome, not literally, but over, like wound by like this voice that was just like, stop what you're doing right now and start praying. I was terrified, I didn't know what to do, so I dismounted and I just threw out some Hail Marys. Just Hail Maryed myself to sleep. It was awful. I woke up the next morning, got a phone call from my mom again. She she called me to inform me that my grandfather had passed away. Summer, you're ahead of me. Because my first question to my mom wasn't, is grandma okay? It was, what time? Two forty-four in the morning. Can't you smash a schmate? Love my family too much. I killed him. I killed my grandfather and my nephew. Okay, I shouldn't. I should just be alone forever. You guys ready to continue with this show? Awesome.
Awesome, you're an amazing audience. You're in for so many treats. Um, let's keep this energy going for this next comic coming to town. We're so excited that he's doing a drop in for us right now. He is moving to Los Angeles um, in the middle of this week. So this is one of the last times you'll see him as a Portlander. Where's that? I'm not from here. You guys, give a warm welcome for the very, very, very funny, my dear friend, Matt Monroe. Oh, thanks, everybody. A round of applause for Joanne for putting this show on every week. It's too fucking hot. I fucking hate the summer. Round of applause if you love the summer and this heat. Kill them. This group right here, all of you are monsters. You're not, oh, God, this is the worst. And I'm moving to fucking L.A. on Thursday. I can't, L.A.'s literally on fire right now, and I can't handle Portland summer. I'm not going to make it. It's not, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that I'm getting out of a town that never drives above the speed limit, but I can't. I'm so hot. Can we turn, Randy, can you turn the lights off? Like, I do this in the dark. No. Oh, fucking, it's, it's too bad. I'm just not a summer, I'm not a, I'm not a heat boy. I don't like it. I don't like the summer. Um... <laughs> I don't, I really don't. Um, I, I, one of the, there's lots of reasons why I don't like the summer. One of them is invariably every year I hear my least favorite term, which is the term beach body. I fucking hate that term so much. It pisses me off because I don't have a beach body. Uh, I think if we're being honest, I think I have more of like a, like a pond body. Um, and I'm not body shaming myself. I love my pond body. I'm into it, it's okay. It is way better than the swamp body that I used to have, so <laughs> progress is important. This summer hasn't been all bad. I have had a couple good moments. Uh, my girlfriend and I celebrated our two-year anniversary this summer, which is awesome. Thank you for people that believe in love. Um, uh, I like being in love, man. I, I like it. I would I go as far to say that I love being in love. Um, uh, it's a great thing, and it's especially great for me because love has been a very hard thing for me to find in the history of my life. Um, I turned 36 this summer, and on my birthday, I realized that in 36 years, I've said I love you to two women and every dog I've ever seen, ever. So, yeah. Doing life pretty okay. Dogs are better than people. Um, on that note, I was actually, I was recently having a conversation about gay marriage with a more conservative buddy of mine, and he gave me that bullshit argument that you'll hear from time to time, where he goes, yeah, but Matt, we let two gay people get married. What's next? People just gonna marry their dogs? And I was like, dude, are you serious? Because I'll marry a dog tomorrow. Can we do that? <laughs> Hell, you give me enough time, I'll marry 12 dogs. Bam, I'm a dog Mormon now. What do you think about that, conservatives? Bunch of dog Mormons in the back, none up here. Summer people hate, also hate dogs. Cool, good to know. Now you guys are cat Mormons, that's all right too. Look, I don't want to give you guys the wrong impression. I really do. I love my girlfriend more than anything in the world. Uh, but uh, I would step over her dead body to pet a Labrador. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with it. <laughs> she and I, uh, we met on Tinder, uh, which is a super boring thing, way to meet nowadays. Um, but I think the unique part about our origin story as a couple is that I was the first person she ever met from Tinder, and now we live together which means my girlfriend has no idea how Tinder works. <laughs> and I really love the idea of her giving shitty dating advice to all of her single friends, like not knowing she's saying the wrong thing, like going up to them being like, hey, uh, have you ever heard of this thing called Tinder? Because uh, I was on there for four days and now I only pay half my rent. So check it out. 
Technology is amazing. <laughs> Technology is amazing, man. We live in fucking weird times. I had a, uh, a strange thing happen to me recently that kind of reminded me about that. I was meeting a friend in downtown Portland on a Friday night. It was probably, it was probably like six weeks ago. And uh, I got there before he did, and I was sitting in my car. I was parked in front of the restaurant, got a good spot, and I was listening to music in my car for like four or five minutes, waiting for him to show up and text me that he had gotten there. And uh, about four or five minutes of me listening to music by myself and my car goes by, when uh, out of nowhere, the back door to my car opened, and a drunk dude got in my back seat because he thought I was his Uber driver. <laughs> that's just a thing that happens now. That's a normal, that's a Friday now in in 2017. Now here's the thing, at the time, like in the moment, I didn't know that's why he was getting in my car. And he didn't know that he was making a mistake. So he did what any normal person would do in that situation. Shuts my back door and goes, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and I was so confused, I panicked. And I just instinctually responded by going, not too bad, how are you? And then we sat in my car in silence. <laughs> Just two adult strangers sitting in my car, not talking about a situation that frankly needs to be talked about, I think. <laughs> and we're sitting in silence for completely different reasons, right? He thinks he got in the back of an Uber, so he's sitting in my back seat, fuck around on his phone, and I'm in the front seat, staring at him in my rearview mirror, trying to figure out what the fuck he's doing in my car. So, he, like I said, he's a little drunk. I got him into the right car, everything worked out. I assume he got home safe, whatever. Uh, I had dinner with my buddy, everything was fine. But what was fucking with me for like days after this all went down was like, why of all the cars in downtown Portland on a Friday night, why would he get into mine? That's what I just didn't understand. Uh, and then I had an epiphany, I was like, oh, well you got in my car because I drive a Subaru. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think we can all agree, Subaru is one of the most responsible, reliable, safe cars on the streets today. In fact, if you're going to climb into a stranger's car drunk, you should probably make sure it's a Subaru, because there's like a 90% chance we'll just drive you home anyway. Um, we don't have a lot going on, I guess. But I was like, maybe it had nothing to do with what I was driving. Maybe it was just a time and a place thing, right? Maybe I could have been parked in front of that restaurant at that moment in any vehicle, and he was drunk enough to just climb in, like, regardless. Like, can you imagine, like, me, I'm parked in front of the restaurant, downtown Portland, Friday night, just me and, just me and my big white van, I painted Uber in big black letters on the side of it. I misspell it O-O-B-E-R. <laughs> Still gets in? I don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, he's the best man at my wedding now, though, so it's going to be good. <laughs> I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to come up with, like, a, uh, some... I'm 36, and I just I feel like I need a change. I need to do something different. Think about getting a tattoo. I don't... Yeah, I don't... I, I think I know 36 is old to get your first tattoo, for sure. It's kind of weird. Uh, round of applause of you have tattoos, just out of curiosity, who's got tattoos? Yeah, most of you, for sure, it's Portland. I mean, t tattoos are awesome, and I don't have any, I think that's weird nowadays. I feel like having no tattoos in 2017, it's like having a neck tattoo in 1938. <laughs> like, I'm the weird one now. <laughs> People cross the street to avoid me, they're all just like, ugh. I can see all of his skin, gross. <laughs> But I love tattoos, like borderline obsessed with tattoos. I love them, and my friends give me shit about it because they're, they're like, you talk about them all the time, why don't you get one? There's two reasons why I don't need tattoos. I'll tell you both of them. The first uh, is this, um, I'll be honest with you, I don't think I can make it through the tattooing process. Yeah, I don't think I can do it. Uh, but it's not because of pain. It's not a pain thing. It is very irrational fear that at some point in the middle of the tattoo, I'm gonna like cough or sneeze 
Vince is gonna force the artist to accidentally fuck up my tattoo. Does that make sense to anybody else or is that just my own weird shit? Okay, it's not just me. Because this is what I think about. Let me paint a picture for you. This is when I think about getting a tattoo, this is what I picture. Like I'm in the chair, right? I'm like three, three and a half hours in and just getting this beautiful, beautiful portrait piece of Samuel L. Jackson from Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, this is gonna be exactly like you remember him too. He's gonna have the headset on, he's gonna have the glasses, he's gonna have a cigarette hanging from the top of his lip. The smoke's gonna be billowing up in front of his face. The text underneath it's gonna say, hold on to your butts. Like, it's a great tattoo. But I feel like right before he finishes, I'm just gonna like sneeze and jerk my arm and then he's just gonna accidentally draw a line through the whole thing. This is about this rad Samuel L. Jackson tattoo. I have this really weird and slightly racist anti-Samuel L. Jackson tattoo. That's a bad look you're putting out in the world. The second reason why I don't have any tattoos uh, is I don't really care about anything in life. <laughs> I don't give a shit about, like, there's nothing that I have that I'm passionate about. The closest thing I can think of uh, to put something on my body that represents how I feel would be, like, like knuckle tattoos that said, uh, free Wi-Fi. I think that would be accurate. <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. Because everyone in here, at some point, you've seen a new tattoo someone's gotten, they've shown it to you, and your first response upon seeing it is just, cool, why the fuck would you do that to yourself, man? I'll give you the best example of this. The best... The best bad tattoo I've ever seen. My buddy used to date this woman years ago, and the only reason I got to see this tattoo she had was he showed me a picture of it after they broke up. And I'll tell you exactly what it was. This woman had a tattoo that was right above her vagina, all right? And this is what it was. It was two boxing gloves crossed, and then the text underneath them said, hit it like a champ. <laughs> yeah, I didn't write that joke. This is a joke that's walking around planet Earth somewhere right now. My name is Matt, guys. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you for coming out. in LA and the, the dude I get in and he goes uh, hey my phone died do you know where we're going <laughs> and I was like is this like some weird version of cash cab where like the prize is my fucking life like what <laughs> anyways you guys this next comic come to the stage the coolest thing about this show is that we get uh, dropping guests and guests from all around the country um, this next comic was Portland, now Bay Area, but back here for you. So fucking fun, you're gonna love her just as much as everyone else has. Put your hands together for the hilarious Stephanie Patricio! What's up? What's going on? Yeah, I don't know what that was. Oh, like a part. Um, <laughs> my name is La Stephanie, AKA Zigzag Zaddy, AKA Rose Jose. Nice to meet you. Um, like Joanne said, I moved out of Portland. I went to the Bay. Um, I would have to say I love Portland, but um, these are my top three Portland beefs. Whimsical white people. <laughs> Just like <laughs> walking down the street with some smudge, you know? Past salt and straw, just like. Bernie Sanders lookalikes. <laughs> it got so bad that I saw a dude <laughs> I saw a dude wearing a shirt, and it said, "No, I am not Bernie Sanders." <laughs> and of course, dreaded pastafarians. It's more the smell on that one, but you know, whatever. 
Um, so I moved to a new place. I'm new to the Bay. And uh, I get, an, uh, you know, I'm le- meeting a lot of new people that don't know me. And, and you know, they ask me, they're like, uh, they find out my age, and they're like, Stephanie, you look so young. How do you do it? It's the tears. It's <laughs> all <laughs> the goddamn tears. <laughs> I personally recommend the night regimen. Night. <laughs> Wake up dewy fresh, you know? <laughs> Tears. Brought to you by oppression. <laughs> it's real out here these days. People are talking about uh, what statues need to go down, right? All these motherfucking statues that need to go down, these white supremacists. Cool. Um, I'm gonna give you a list of statues that need to go up instead of those. Yeah? Yeah? You ready? Okay. Uh, every native woman that ever lived. <laughs> Just picking some corn, scratching her ass, you know? Uh, ja Rule. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ja Rule, baby. And the McDonald's McChicken sandwich. <laughs> Just like an ode to it, you know? Great. Uh, so I'm indigenous. That's just a fancy word for saying I'm native, uh, except that I'm native from Mexico. And when I would tell people that here in Portland, they'd get really confused. They'd be like, there's Indians in Mexico? They'd be like, yeah. You didn't kill us all! And I'd walk off the stage and like a smoke screen would come up. I didn't like that joke. All right, let me... Um, so I stopped dating men. Yeah. <laughs> Did I get an O? Yeah, I stopped dating men. Um, I'm queer as fuck. Um, and, uh, I told an older lesbian that. And they treated it as if I stopped drinking. They're like, oh my god, congratulations. How long has it been? Just kidding. They sounded a lot more butch. They had like a power drill and they're like, oh, congratulations. How long has it been? <laughs> and then four other butch women came into the room and like carried me off. They're like, fem, 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 fem. That's great. Um, so I menstruate. Any other menstruators in the house? <laughs> Lukewarm on menstruating? Okay. I menstruate. It's cool. I've made my peace with it. I menstruate and I started using a cup. Not like, not like a kitchen cup to like collect my blood. Like a cup, you know? Are you familiar with the cup? Yeah. Cup is like a vagina goblet. <laughs> it's a little, it's supposed to be like made of silicone, you know? It's, but I'm pretty sure I got a knockoff version of it. So I stick it in my body for 10 hours and it collects it collects the drain, it collects blood, right? Um, I get collecting, my blood is cool and all, uh, but when am I gonna be able to use it? Cause I got gallons of this shit out. <laughs> need a big old tank of blood. I was thinking maybe I could do like a Gatorade coach moment. <laughs> 
throw some ice in there because it's so hot right now. Just kidding. Have carry moments whenever I wanted to. Do it right now. All this blood comes and I start crying. All right. I can't throw it in white men's faces. Let me pay for my fucking Big Mac with this shit. All right, I'll leave you with this. Uh, times are tough. It's getting fucking real out there. Um, these fucking Nazis are everywhere. I decided that my part in the revolution is just gonna be to show up to the whitest events ever. Ashy as fuck. <laughs> show up no shoes. It's like fucking ash rising from my toes. And you didn't like that one either. All right, I'm gonna go, bye. <laughs> Dear friend of the show, uh, crushing it all around town, part of the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, um, also part of Hell Sketch. It's on uh, public access. Check that out. But they're here for you right now. Give a warm welcome to the very hilarious Milan Patel. Where are you going for Joanne, everybody? Yeah. I am very funny. Um, I love stand-up comedy, but I got to be honest. Right now, I'm really trying to launch my rap career and uh, I wrote a song actually for you guys um, and it's like a it's like a trap song do you guys know what trap music is if you don't know what trap music is it's like if you hear a song and it's like uh, it's like it's like Hannah Montana Hannah Montana that's like a trap song. Yeah. Yeah. so I wrote a song so I wrote a song and it's a I think it's like a trap song I think and uh, the name of my song, it's called, uh, it's called Bitch, I Don't Drink Water. <laughs> it's called Bitch, I Don't Drink Water. Is the name of it? It's not done yet, but it's kind of, it's kind of, it goes like, it's like, Bitch, I don't drink water, I don't drink water! That's kind of, it's not done yet. Stay hydrated? Bitch, I'm faded. I don't drink water. Don't give me agua. I need some vodka. Mazza miata, bitch. I don't drink water. In a nutshell. I'm doing pretty good right now. Uh, I currently live at home with my mom, and uh, there's uh, you know there's cons and pros to living at home. I say I switch it. I say cons and pros. Um, uh, cons, uh, not very happy right now. Pros, my mom just got a Vitamix blender, and uh, if you don't know what that is, it's a $500 blender. It's like the top of the line blender, best blender on the market. My mom got one. They actually they sell it at Costco. There's a guy. Uh, who like demos the Vitamix blender at Costco? He stands on a stage like this, and he wears a headset, like a like a cute like in sync headset. <laughs> and he just like he's he just demos everything you can do with the blender. He's like a wizard. He's just like every and people just like are in a trance watching him. 
He's like, all right, everyone gather around. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try a couple things out, all right? I'm gonna try a couple things. I don't, I don't know if it's even gonna work. I don't know. Let's try a couple things out. All right, everybody. How about this? What if I do this, okay? What if I, uh, what if I put a fruit with a vegetable? And people are like, oh, interesting. That's And I mean, it's a it's $500 blender, but I think the reason they sell so many of these is because it's gonna sound weird, but I think middle-aged women just get really like there's they get really horny when they see this guy demo the blender. <laughs> I know. Hold on. I know. It sounds weird, but you gotta understand the vibrations from this blender are pulsing through the floor of that Costco. You know? And your mom's in the cracker aisle. She's horny. She doesn't know why. She, Wakes up, she's in front of the Vitamix guy, and she's like, how did I get here? Because <laughs> I, uh, here's the thing, man, I love my mom, you know, I don't, she's single, I don't care what she does, but, you know, I was thinking the other day, like, you know what, yeah, that would suck. I would suck if your mom fucked the Vitamix guy. Like, that would be the worst. <laughs> be the worst. And guess what? He could fuck any of your moms, right? Yeah, that's why I'm here. I know. People don't even like when I say that. It's not even funny. But people are just like, so watch out, all right? It's gonna fuck your mom, all right? It's gonna fuck your mom, all right? Listen up. It's gonna fuck your mom. He's gonna make her hot soup because uh, you can actually make hot soup in the new Vitamix blender. It actually heats it up. Watch out, all right? It's gonna fuck your mom. It's gonna fuck your mom, all right? It's gonna make her eight ounces of hummus because uh, there's a lot of dips that you can make in the blender. I live with my mom. I have nightmares about this shit that I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna wake up at 5 a.m. and hear like blending coming from the kitchen like I'm just like, oh God. It's him. And I walk into the kitchen and the Vitamix guy is standing there, no pants on, just like like one of my mom's long t-shirts, like a, that she got like Universal Studios, has Tasmanian Devil on it, like. Doesn't even cover his whole dick. Like when he dances, you can see the tip of the penis flash through underneath the. Still wearing the headset. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, house, dude. So watch out, dude. I don't have any kids, um, but I do want to have kids one day. Um, I think I'd like to be a dad, you know? I want to be a dad. Um, if I do have kids, I would prefer to have a daughter. I would prefer to have a daughter. Mainly, I want to have a daughter uh, just so that I can ruin her slumber parties by doing magic for her and her friends. You know? I want to be magic dad, you know? Magic dad. My daughter's having a slumber party and I walk in, I'm like, hey, how's everybody doing, girls? You guys got enough pillows, enough blankets? Allison, did you take your medication? You did take it, right? Yeah, okay. Good. Good, 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 good. So you guys want to see some magic, or? My daughter's like, no, Dad, nobody wants to see a magic trick right now. I'm like, okay, hold on, sweetie, because, you know, Dad's been working pretty hard on these tricks, and, uh, Starting to sound a lot like your mom when I used to live with you guys, all right? So, just 
gonna do it. Here's my thing though, if I had a daughter and she was having a slumber party, I wouldn't do regular magic. I would do like David Blaine street magic at my daughter's slumber party. Have you guys seen David Blaine recently? Yeah. If you haven't seen David Blaine's most recent specials, he doesn't really even do magic anymore. He just does like weird feats of endurance. He'll be like, all right, for my next trick, uh, I'm gonna drown myself. And everybody's like, all right, man, whatever you wanna do. <laughs> I don't get why I have to be impressed by shit like that. Like, he's gonna, like, I'm gonna hold my breath for 12 minutes. Like, so? No one asked you to do that. Like, you just made that up. It's like those dudes that walk from, like, skyscraper to skyscraper, like, on a, like, what do you call it, tightrope? You know, like a man on a wire thing. It's like, yeah, sure, that's impressive. You know what's also impressive? Just don't do that. That's also... <laughs> so that's what I would do. I would do, like, David Blaine Street Magic in my daughter's slumber party. I would make it a whole production. I would get a fog machine, I would put it up underneath my daughter's doorway so the room starts fogging up, all the girls are screaming, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> and as they're screaming, I walk in through the door and I'm wearing like a tight black t-shirt and like thick black eyeliner underneath my eyes. And then I just start quietly pacing my daughter's bedroom. <laughs> start saying weird things to my daughter's friends. I'm like, Melissa. Melissa, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Riddle me this, Melissa. <laughs> Smart little Melissa, always has an answer. <laughs> Melissa, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> what are the limitations of the human body? Melissa's like, I'm scared, can I go home? I'm like, no, you can't go home, all right? I already told you. Your parents are out of town and your aunt's in rehab, so I'm kind of your only option. Right anyway, uh, tonight's magic show will be testing the limitations of the human body. Tonight's magic show will be no card tricks, no sleight of hand, no. Instead, for the next 24 hours, I will be hanging from the ceiling of this roof by my feet like a bat, no food, no water, no escape. And then I would just do that. Uh, just uh, take an awkward 15 minutes, hook my feet up to the ceiling, and then just for the rest of the slumber party, I would just hang there all night while they play. Until like the blood rushes to my head, I pass out. I just wake up in the middle of the night, just like pee dripping down into my own. Thanks guys, I gotta go. Thank you very much.
anybody else really want a Vitamixer right now? Okay. <laughs> After that, I was like, hell yeah, Costco. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, and a Tasmanian Devil shirt. I don't know. It's just what I want. <laughs> uh, my name is Julia. Uh, I am actually a Mexican woman also, which is fun. Uh, here's, here's a little bit of a con of how that situation might go sometimes. So my last name is Ramos, right? Julia Ramos. Makes sense. My middle name, however, is uh, a little bit different. Here's the thing. My parents are both um, native Spanish speakers, which is great uh, until they have to spell a word in English, <laughs> like my middle name. Yeah, my middle name's Nicole, but there's an A in it. <laughs> Doesn't matter where you put it, it's wrong, you know? <laughs> uh, I tried to figure it out my whole life, and I was like, huh? Damn it, she just didn't know how to spell it. <laughs> we went phonetic with that one. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's been like a crazy year. Uh, let me fill you in on some recent news that I just had. I, I was always told that I was half Mexican, half Native American, right? Mexican dad, Native American mom. Makes sense. And I got my DNA test results back. <laughs> I am 1.1% Native American. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what? What is going on here? Um, which is fine, except for my mom was always really upset when somebody would call her Mexican. She was born in New Mexico, and she's like, I'm not Mexican. I'm Native American, and I'm from New Mexico. And now I can be like, well, <laughs> you're a little bit from old Mexico, too, you know? <laughs> Happy. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> she doesn't know I haven't put this out there because I got the test results back and I have a huge family. Like both my parents are one of eight. And so I kind of just started telling my cousins, I was like, look, here's what I got. Uh, and my cousin freaked out a little bit and she was like, oh my God, what do I do? And I was like, well, you can start saving up to get that Dreamcatcher tattoo removed. That'd be a start. <laughs> Not gonna be needing that anymore. <laughs> Oh, man. And the Chinese symbols while you're at it. Just get rid of all of it. <laughs> it is pretty fun, though. I can't talk. I have Stevie Wonder on my arm. You know what I mean? Live your life. That's where I'm at. It's been great uh, <laughs> for the most part. I, I actually, uh, I have five years of sobriety as of this last June. Uh, thank you. Um, court ordered, so don't get too excited for me. Yeah, it <laughs> wasn't really my choice anymore. Uh, here's, here's how it went out. So I got a .396 blood alcohol content on a Monday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I was really good at it, you guys. I'm not trying to brag. Uh, but the officer sitting in front of me, <laughs> he looks at me, because I didn't know what that meant, and he stops, he's like, oh my God. And he's like, I cannot believe you're talking to me right now. If I were to drink your blood right now, I would get a buzz. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> officer. <laughs> I wouldn't say no, <laughs> by all means. But it is, that's like, that's, that was the big realization, you know? And I learned uh, through that whole beginning process that I tend to judge people regardless of the situation that I happen to be in. So of course he took me to jail. On my way to jail, we come to a stoplight and he yells out the car next to us. And he's like, hey, you know, is that your car? And the guy's like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, you know your tags are expired. The guy's like, yeah, I'm on my way there right now. <laughs> we go, officer shakes his head from the back seat, you guys, fully handcuffed. I go, oh my God, <laughs> can you believe some people? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was still drunk. I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> but it's been, it's been, a, you know, this journey. And like this year, actually at the end of this month, my first niece, uh, I became an aunt. She's going to be one, you know, and I was really excited uh, because I, I knew that like there was a part of me in the back of my head that was kind of like, do I wish that she would have ever seen me drinking? You know, probably not. But there are things that I miss. Like, I missed the enthusiasm and positivity I had then. <laughs> I missed uh, the liquid courage. You know, I could really, I felt like I could do a lot of things that I, I hesitate doing now sober. Uh, and the customer service, you guys, I was so good at it. <laughs> so, so good. I do. I, uh, I worked at a bank <laughs> for about four years during my drinking years. And I remember this guy came in with a $300 check. I turned it into $30,000. Uh, here's the thing. He came back and told us. And I was like, what an idiot. <laughs> that was your chance. This is why you're broke all the time. Just let me go. I got fired, you guys. I didn't even see it coming, you know? The only job I've ever lost that way. <laughs> but it is. So I have this little niece now, and she's wonderful. And it's the best of both worlds, really, because I can go and I can love on her. And uh, I can just give her right back. I don't have to worry about saving money for college or rehab, because really, <laughs> it's genetics. <laughs> but <laughs> she's going to be fine. They're going to save. They're better people than I am. But it has. It's brought me this whole like new outlook and vision upon things. Like I'm in this relationship now, and we've been together. It'll be three years this month. If I don't fuck it up. Thank you. Yeah, it's been going great. Uh, because, like, I'm in a healthy relationship, but I never saw healthy relationships. Uh, I'll give you an example. My parents have been married nine times. So my dad has been married four times. My mom's been married five times, four times to the same man. Yeah, right? So I only ever had one stepdad. Like, that's how that was. Like, I was 22 before I realized leap years had nothing to do with divorces. <laughs> that's how consistent she was, if you will. And so that part was actually okay until I realized that I was demoted with every single one of those weddings. Uh, here's how it went down. Maid of honor, bridesmaid, witness, not even fucking invited. It's fine, everything's fine. I don't know if you heard, but we're due for another one any day now. So we'll see what happens then. Life's a mystery. But yeah, so I'm in this healthy relationship and it's going well, except for we're both like comics and we're both sober and so our form of communication is way off and weird. And uh, like what you don't recognize, or I didn't anyway, is that when I lose alcohol, I lost that excuse, you know? So like, I don't know, I'd get in a fight with someone, big deal, blackout, wake up the next day and be like, oh my God, I said what to you? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was the vodka talking. I love you, you know, and carry on with your day. Now, it's like I wake up and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and uh, I meant what I said. <laughs> Bonus thought about it before I said it, you know. <laughs> three more weeks, three years. <laughs> I'm hoping. Um, but it is. And so that part, like, we moved in together pretty quickly. 
And partway through us, like, kind of figuring out what our future goals was, uh, that conversation, he stopped me, and he's like, I just got to let you know, um, you know, I think I might be sterile. I was like, whoa, what? what do you mean? And he's like, well, I'm 34, and I've never had a pregnancy scare. I was like, oh, <laughs> you're not sterile. You've been sleeping with responsible women. <laughs> That's all that means. <laughs> You're sleeping with me now, you know? <laughs> oh, you guys, he's going to make an amazing single father. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. Producer Randall here real quick to let you know that this episode of Control Yourself Recorded Live is brought to you by BarkBox. BarkBox is an amazing subscription service that delivers a box of toys and treats straight to your door for you and your pooch. That's right. If you go to getbarkbox.com forward slash control and sign up for a six or 12 month subscription, BarkBox is going to give you one extra month for freezing. They're going to turn six or 12 to seven or 13. Getbarkbox.com forward slash control. Treat yourself. Treat your pooch. What is the most magical musical? What is the spookiest sitcom? What is the sexiest seven? These are the important questions we ask every Wednesday on Bracket Royale. Hi, it's Chris Hotomy, the host of Bracket Royale. And on this show, I'm joined by two cool guests to debate, discuss, and discover what's the deal with all these topics. We use a handy-dandy bracket and have a lot of fun and fury. So check us out, and when you listen, you will find the answers you've been looking for. to win this for the rest of the show. We got three more comics, four more comics, we win this. Oh, this show's just getting better and better. You guys, this next comic coming to the stage, visiting us from Tacoma. Uh, first time here, so let's give a warm, control yourself welcome. It's so excited to see this next guy. Give a warm welcome for Ken Hamlet, ladies and gentlemen. Fuck, it feels great to be back in Portland. I actually started comedy in Salem, so it was like, like Portland's adopted little brother. I don't know. Like this, this is how you guys describe Salem. <laughs> Give it up for relationships, people. Yeah. You guys in a relationship? Nope. Yeah, you guys look happy enough to be in a relationship. Like that's, you too? How long have you guys been in a relationship? I saw the smooch. Two years, that's beautiful. Would you die for her? <laughs> Just gonna fuck up your night. Like that's, that's, you would, that's an easy question. My wife asked me that, she was like, would you die for me, baby? And I was like, fuck yeah. In a heartbeat. She was like, that was too quick. Uh, would you go to jail for the rest of your life for me? Fuck no. Like, it's, not, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> oh man, uh, summer bodies. Uh, anybody else work out for the summer? Like anybody try to? You care about your body during the summer? No, I did. I don't give a fuck about summer bodies, cause married people don't fuck during the summer. Like that's. <laughs> it's not on our schedule. It's too, it's too hot. Like if it, 
If you rolled on my side of the bed during the summer, that's grounds for a divorce. Like, get the, get the fuck out of here. out of here. Role playing. Anybody? Does anybody like role playing out here? You do. All right. What kind of freaky shit you like doing? Because I can tell you it's all kind of weird shit. Like you, you got like fur animal outfits and shit in your closet? What kind of, what kind of weird shit do you like doing? You don't want to talk about it? Right. Fucking hate role playing. This is bu it's bullshit. Role playing is terrible. Role playing is just an excuse for your spouse to cheat on you while you're in the room with them. <laughs> My wife has been calling me Jabari for five years. Like, who the fuck is Jabari? <laughs> the worst part is she called me Jabari during like awkward times like breakfast, like she come down, good morning Jabari, I'm like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> What that name? <laughs> she was like, why don't you get into it, babe? And I was like, fine, you can be Stephanie. <laughs> she was like, who is Stephanie? I was like, I don't know, but I bet she swallows. <laughs> she didn't like that joke. She didn't like that one, guys. She didn't like that one. <laughs> I'm basically just telling you guys we don't have a lot of sex now is what I'm trying to tell you guys since I said that. We don't... <laughs> we watch a lot of movies, though. Watch a lot of great movies. Captain Phillips is one of my favorite movies because Africans was winning in that movie. <laughs> Until the end, they all died. Spoiler alert. I don't know. Seen it? <laughs> my favorite scene from that movie was when the dude jumps on the ship and then they, they get to the captain's room and they're like... <laughs> Where is the captain? <laughs> Where is the captain? Look at me. I am the captain now. That was my shit. You can use that for anything. When I saw that, I was like, oh my God. My wife, like you can, you can literally use it. In, my wife was freaking out about bills. She was like, babe, we need to pay the electricity bill. Our lights are going to get shut off. It's two months past due. We need to pay this shit. And I was like, look at me. <laughs> I am the captain now. I know what the fuck I was gonna do about those bills though. I just, <laughs> I just slid them under the table. I was like, out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> I turned that shit off like, <laughs> I was lighting candles and shit, trying to be romantic. It's like, oh, this is for you, baby. <laughs> like, if you don't pay that goddamn bill. <laughs> Oh shit, man. Uh, it's cool being back here, though. I'm a. Uh, I lived. I lived in Oregon for a while. I lived in Oregon for like four years. And the thing about Oregon is, I should have known. I. Sh I should have known there was no diversity here, cause the way that people would ask me things, you know what I mean? Like when I got here, people were like, "Hey, man, where you from?" <laughs> That's fucked up. I didn't even get to the joke yet. Like, <laughs> And I would be like, Washington, and they're like, no, like, before that. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. So I was <laughs> like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, my dad's nuts. I don't know, like this. 
So I was like, man, I'm gonna fuck with somebody next time somebody asks me that stupid ass question. <laughs> so this dude asked me, he's like, hey man, where you from? Did the whole thing, and he was like, no, like before that, man. I was like, you're a very smart American. How did you catch the accent? You are very good. Very smart American. But then I was thinking, I was like, does that make me the racist one in this situation now? Like, just, I quickly changed. Oh, fuck, man. I'm, I'm really confused about my identity, like, right now. Like, I, that, I'm black, but like, I'm not, like, like, I'm not BET black, is what I'm trying to explain. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I listen to 2 chains, but I also play Magic the Gathering. Like, just that. <laughs> Y'all are much more supportive than my black friends in Tacoma. <laughs> I, I told my friend, I was like, yo, Jamal, uh, <laughs> I play Magic, and he was like, dog, black people don't play Magic. It's like, get the fuck out of here, I play Magic. Black people play Magic. He was like, nah, just you, dog. It's like, get the fuck out of here, black people do everything, dude. He was like, nah, I was like, black people do everything, dog. Like, we, we got fucking, uh, we got a black president. We got uh we got fucking uh we got at least two black professional hockey players now. <laughs> we had a black woman win gold in swimming in the Olympics. Like we can do everything. And he was like, nah, get the fuck out of here. You're the only black magic player. So I was like, bet, let's make a bet, dude. Hundred dollar bet. Easy money. And so we bet, I went home, I went on Craigslist in the group section, I was like, black magic meetup. <laughs> I've seen so many mad witches in my life, y'all. Like, There's a lot of mad witches. <laughs> like, we didn't play magic that night. Like, we, we had chicken, though. I had to sacrifice it first. It was very enlightening. Like, <laughs> and I got really into magic. Like, I got to the point where I was trying to get old magic cards that are more expensive, and my friend owned a magic shop. So I was like, yo, dude, you need a vehicle. I got a vehicle. You got old magic cards. I'll trade you my vehicle for your magic cards. And he did it, and I was juiced. I was excited. I called my brother up. I was like, bro, guess what I just did, dog? I just traded my vehicle for some magic cards. He's like, bro, you a crackhead. Like, that's, that's what crackheads do. <laughs> Turns out I'm a crackhead, y'all, like this. <laughs> uh, I got a twin brother, I fucking, I fucking hate having a twin brother, y'all. Like this, it's fucked up, cause my dad, that's him, fuck him. Like y'all just, 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 it's fucked up, my dad raised us to hate each other. Like it was from birth. This is the thing, look, listen, my dad's name is Kenneth, my brother's name is Kenneth, my name is Kendale. Like, you, you see how that went? I grew up my whole life as off-brand cereal. Like, you know what I'm, Like, I'm Coco Chunks. I want to be Coco Plus too, Dad! <laughs> nah, I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna leave you guys with... If you guys want to spice up your sex life, get y'all a sex game, y'all. 
get you a sex game. Me and my wife got a sex game. It changed our life, so. Like, there was levels to it. It was like beginner, intermediate, and fuck no. Like, we didn't... <laughs> we didn't make it to the end. Like, <laughs> it was It was great. It started off, it was like, easy, her turn. Lick on his balls for a minute and a half. And I was like, yeah, I fucking like this game. <laughs> and it was my turn, roll the dice, easy. Lick on her clitoris until she clamps on your head. Like, it was... I don't know why I said that, it was weird. Uh, we got there though, y'all. <laughs> and it was her turn, it was like intermediate, put three fingers in his asshole. I was like. being the fucking best audience in Portland. So round of applause for yourselves. Because the sex comic is it's just an honor and you guys know him, you love him. Give a round of applause for the Fred Armisen, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. Thank you very much. Control yourself. All right, thank you very much, everybody. You ready? Fuck yeah! Next comic, come to stage. So, so fucking happy that they're here. Um, is the curator of Let's Stand Up, crushing it all around town. Was Portland's funniest finalist. Here for you right now. Give a warm welcome for the very, very hilarious Kirsten Cooper Bender. Hi. Oh, everything just got so much more fun and great. Um. Just, you know, it's kind of shitty times right now. Texas is underwater. California's on fire. Oregon's on fire. We're going to a nuclear war. It's not a big deal. It's totally fine. Um, today, I had a, a bowel movement on a public beach. So. Thank you. 
I want to tell you that that actually happened. I have a sunburn. Like, this is a true story. I just, I have to release it uh, upon you. <laughs> um, I have never, I'm shy. Even though I'm standing here before you guys, I'm a really shy person. I don't poo at the door. I don't poop in public. Um, and I went to the beach with my lovely girlfriend and our cute little tiny dog. Dog doesn't matter. But what happened was... We got out there, we had to hike like a half mile to get to the shore. It was this really cool beach. The uh, grass and stuff is back here and then the beach was a long way away. And when we got there, I was like putting out the blanket with my babe and I was talking about, let's play this game. And all of a sudden I was like, I've got to take a shit. <laughs> now, now. And she's like, what, why didn't you? And I was like, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. I've got to go now, i got to go now. I don't know why, I don't know why. And she was like, okay. Uh, uh, and she just like handed me a bag and I was like, no. Not in the no, and I just was like, it's it's happening, it's happening, and um, I have never had. I mean, I drink a lot of coffee. I've never had this experience in my life, but I was literally just like holding it, and I was like, I don't know what to do. She was like, Can you go in the water? And I was like, Wait, in the, like go and shit in the water, <laughs> babe. And um, she's like, I don't know what. Where everyone's the dogs like. And um, I was like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. And I thought about going in the water, but then I was like, you know what? It'll just come right fucking back. I'm not gonna do that. And so I was like, baby, I just gotta go. And she's like, go over there. And like, back the way we came, it's just like this big like beach cliff with some bushes. And um, uh, I said, okay. And then she like threw me a period pad. She's like, take this. And I was like, ah. And then I did this long, like, really sad, like, really tight, you know, over sand, which is so slow. And I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And I got, I got all the way to the back. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Because um, the arena of, like, bathing suit people was just, like, right up to there. And I was like, okay. <laughs> this is actually happening. And I just, like, I didn't have time to dig a hole. I just, like, shoved myself near a bush and and let it out and um i had the bag and my instinct was to scoop it up like dog shit <laughs> so i did uh, i picked up my own poop and because i'm a good person i'm from here i'm an oregonian i was like you don't do that thank you thanks and it was on sand and it came up real fast so i was like oh that's easy okay and then i like I had to wipe. Uh, so I used the period thing and I put it in there and then I was like, okay. And I went to pick it up and it was so fucking heavy. <laughs> I've just never cleaned up human shit before. I was like, Jesus, God, what do I got? And I, like, that's the moment where I was like, oh, what's happening? And I'm just like pulling my pants on. I was like, what is, what am, who am I? Uh, and um, I'm telling you guys the honest to God truth. There was a fucking blue heron. <laughs> like watching the whole thing and it was like. Um, this next part I'm not really proud about. <laughs> um, because I, the thing about picking up a heavy bag of your own poop uh, is, uh, it, you, I, it's, uh, uh, so I kept starting, I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then I looked out and there's just all these beach people and I was trying to picture like walking paths against me because it's like, it's, oh, it's mine, it's okay. Um, <laughs> And so I just tied it really tight. I looked at the cliff and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I threw it at nature. <laughs> I was like, and um, it fucking rolled right back down to right to bear. It just was like, I thought it got caught on a bush, but it was just right there. 
And then I just walked back to the beach. <laughs> and I was gonna leave it there, but I got back to the blanket with my babe, and she like was like, oh my god, how are you feeling? And I was like, great, fine, feeling good, how are you doing? And she was like, what did you do with it? And I was gonna be like, oh, there's a garbage can out in nature there. Um, but I just was like, uh, um, I left it there. And she just couldn't even, she was, everything changed in our relationship. <laughs> just in her, and right there. And I was like, we'll never, we're gonna, we're over? Was it that, it was that? And, um, and I was just like, but you don't understand. And she was like, what? And the dog totally did one of these. <laughs> And that was it, a dog was disappointed. But I was like, man, it was so heavy! It was so heavy! And she was like, we're gonna get that before we go. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I'm not a monster, we like picked it up on the way out. I don't, I don't have to tell you the rest about that. Except I did, I did try to carry it on a stick behind me. It was a long stick, but just like a hobo, I was like, this isn't happening, it's not happening, how are you doing? Not happening. And then this fucking stick broke, and I was like, oh God. And Long story short, we, I did, I did, I put it in a garbage disposal. Me, I don't know what that means. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. I literally have no idea. Um, but thank you for that. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's actually in a raccoon-proof uh, beach disposal box, so everyone's safe. Um, Thank you for letting me tell you that's something that actually just happened today. I washed the fuck out of my hands. I don't want you to worry about that. Um, my girlfriend and I are still together. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's actually funny because um, I've, I've met a lot of you here, but my name is Kirsten Koopenbender, and I always tell people to call me Coop because it's short and cute and sweet. And, um, and people always fuck up my first name. So when I meet people, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Kirsten Koopenbender. You just call me Coop. And more than half the time, people who aren't listening will just be like, oh, cool. Wait. Did you just say your name is Poop? <laughs> Did you you want me to call you Poop? Um, and now they're they're gonna do that. <laughs> it's like a thing. That's like a real. I have a relation. I don't know why I just told everybody what happened to me today. Um, <laughs> thank you. Anything can happen now. Um, it's been a fun summer. Let's change the topic with nothing. Um, actually, um, Fred was doing a bunch of accents, and um, I uh, actually, as a, I, I'm sometimes an actor. Um, mostly what happens is I go to auditions and, and act for two minutes, and then nothing ever happens again. Um, <laughs> consider that my work. Um, <laughs> But I have a resume that says I can do all kinds of things like juggling and bicycling and accents, and, um, and I can't. Uh, <laughs> and so what happens is they'll call me in and then they'll be like, oh, hey, actually, so you can do like a Texan accent, can't you? And I'm like, mm -hmm, yep, sure can. And they're like, cool, just uh, read the lines in Texan. And I have this trick and I'm gonna share it with you guys, um, which is that I just remember what I saw on TV. And so I will turn to the side and I'll say, hey, one second. Texan, if you bring in your truck today, we'll rotate all four wheels. <laughs> and then I can do an accent. Um, that's, a, that's a commercial I saw in Texas one time. They'll do it. Um, or like, the last time it was like a British accent and I was like, oh God, okay. Uh, the bottom of the pastry was really, really a good bake, but the center of the filling is, uh, it's a little tight, so it's spilling out onto the onto the. It's very scrummy. It's very scrummy. 
totally working. But um, the last audition I went to, they asked if I could do a Boston accent, which I can't, because that's a, what is that? What kind of words are those? Um, <laughs> so strange, the choices. Um, so I was like, nah, I can't, actually I can't do Boston, but, and she was like, oh, that's a shame. We got this Mark, Mark Wahlberg project. And I was like, I totally, totally can do Boston. Uh, hang on, she's like, do you have anything prepared? And I was like, um, oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh, 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 fuck that is. Oh yeah, oh, Titan it is, Titan it is. Oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, good boy. <laughs> and, uh, and then she asked me to leave. Uh, <laughs> uh, you guys, don't you ever get drunk and watch fag porn with your best friend and make out? <laughs> I don't know what you were doing on Thanksgiving, but anyway. Whatever. Um, it's fun. <laughs> just enjoying the sound of your voice. Um, I guess I just, it's fine. I get a little bit stressed out um, by everything. And um, my girlfriend, whom I love so much and so dear, um, she wants to have a baby with me. And um, that's cool. You know, we're, we're gay. We can do things. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's gonna have it. Anyways, I don't wanna explain it to you. It's so weird. Um, lots of bathrooms. Anyway, she um, thinks this is a great idea. I think it's literally the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. Um, it's, it's just scary. And, um, and I'm high strung. And um, it's not so much like being a parent. Well, it's, my, it's more like, it's just a kind of parent. I'm really scared of turning into a certain kind of, like have you guys ever heard of Carol Cornface? Oh, she's a legendary parent. Um, I'll just tell you really, it's just, it's just something you should know. Um, or actually, her name's Carol, but I call her Carol Cornface. Uh, and she's a friend of, well, she was a friend of mine until she found out that I call her Carol Cornface. Um, but what, she was my friend, she had a baby, then I didn't see her for like three years. And then one day she called me up and said, Coop, you wanna go to OMSI? And who the fuck doesn't wanna go to OMSI? So I was like, I'm going to OMSI. Um, and I jumped in the car with her and Brandon, who's this little monster name. And um, we're in the car and she's driving and this little guy's just kicking my chair. And I was like, oh, how have you been, Carol? And we're just trying to catch up. And, um, and I like kind of go back to acknowledge this guy. And uh, I look and her son's just putting like the one millionth sticker on the back window, you know how kids do, you know how they like to like block out the sun with stickers of just dinosaurs or whatever, and I was just like, oh. I was like, oh my God, Carol, you're gonna have to like, you're gonna have to chisel that shit off the window. You're not even gonna see through there anymore pretty soon, Carol, and she's just driving. And I was like, Carol, seriously, you're gonna need like, I mean, you might even actually need to replace that. It's this crazy Carol, and, like kick. and she's just looking straight ahead and is like, and she slow turned to me like this, which is so creepy, don't slow turn, nobody likes that. And then she looked back at the road and she's like, I literally don't care about anything anymore. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, cause she's driving. <laughs> but also um, when she turned slowly to me to tell me that she didn't care about life anymore, um, she had this piece of corn stuck to her face, like right in the place where she used to smile, just like. <laughs> Parenting, am I right? Okay. Thanks so much, you guys. It's been a pleasure. Here we go.
sense that just because I have one internally, I feel like I'm just going to do you my quick one impression, okay? And then we'll bring up your headliner for the evening. Yes? Okay, you guys know during, um, it's fall time now, you know, you guys know during Halloween time when uh, you're, you're going to go get dinner uh, at Walgreens? And you go, and you're transcended by the candy aisle. Right? Fellow white woman? Yes. And you look, and you see that fun pack size of Snickers. And you're like, yes. And you reach in, and then all of a sudden, they have one of those motion sensor ghosts close your eyes and do sets. He's fucking rad. Give a round of applause for my dear friend, the very funny Todd Armstrong! We're all here because of her. Best damn room in Portland, so... You guys are smart comedy folks. Good move. Uh, the pregnant lady in the room was my fault. What she uh, talked about, but... Uh, Two years ago, I was literally scheduling a vasectomy, so it's fucking, trust me, it's a shock to me. Like, I'm from Portland, Oregon, the land of vasectomies in your teen years, you know? You wanna get shit done, like, smoke pot all day and not do shit. That's what Portland is for. I know why you moved here. You like to tell on other kids, and that's why you moved here. That's Portland, Oregon, it's fine. Welcome to indoor Alaska. Fucking welcome to my town. You want weed? You want salmon? You want Frida, but none of you fuckers can drive in the snow? Welcome to Timid, Alaska. This is a safe place. You need neoprene more than sunscreen, but welcome to my state. I, I don't know if we have an accent. I don't have any accents except for a uh, South African, like, competition. Boy-sickle competition. <laughs> Dude, if you can spot the difference between South African, New Zealand, and Australian on a trip, you'll define your white girls with too much money very easily. <laughs> That's a Costa Rica joke. Is what that is. <laughs> uh, I grew up in Portland. My dad uh, moved here when he was three. He never really basically left the state. My mom was born here in 1958. Loves it here. Uh, my mom's Irish Catholic, a hard, devout feminist. Brought me up accordingly, not allowed to laugh at prison rape jokes in our house because she explained to me that that's what it's like to be a woman every day. Uh, my dad's name's Cletus, so she can do shit. <laughs> she married a dude named Cletus, whose dad's name is Cletus. My cousin's name is Cletus. I come from Cletai, like sincerely. And do you know how hard it is to match redneck Latin jokes? Genuinely. But, but that's the one thing my daddy taught me. Don't be ignorant. Everyone thinks you're ignorant. You pick berries for school clothes, they're going to think you're stupid. That was my life in Oregon, picking berries for school clothes. I spent three months picking blackberries so I could buy guest overalls to wear one strap down. So, that's my life, okay? There's two Luke Skywalkers in my life, okay? None of you fuckers get that joke, okay? 
That's a two live crew meets Star Wars joke, you young motherfuckers. My job is because of Lenny Bruce, Weird Al Yankovic, and two live crew. I can say what the fuck I want because of those three legal cases. If you forget about that, that's what comedy is, 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 is logic, right? Like, like the first time I ever left Portland, Oregon, I got in trouble. I was banned from the club for five years. Because I walked on, right before I got on stage, I was nervous as hell, the manager came up and said, two things you're not gonna talk about on my stage. Do not bring up meth, and don't talk about the Hanford nuclear plant just up the road. <laughs> it's leaking in the goddamn river. The Columbia River was the most radioactive body of water in America because of the Hanford nuclear plant. They're very uncomfortable about it. I walked right on stage and said, hello, I was told to not talk about meth or the Hanford nuclear plant. <laughs> but what do you people think is gonna happen when those meth heads finally figure out there's copper all inside that reactor building. Yeah. Glow in the dark meets fucking X-Men, Walking Dead shit going on. Liberals will buy guns at that point, trust me. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. You'll go to a Chick-fil-A, you'll buy a gun, and you'll swallow your fucking pride. I can do Chick-fil-A jokes. We're in Portland, there's none in Portland. We don't have Walmarts or Chick-fil-A's in Portland. We push that shit to the burbs, okay? And don't be ignorant, and yeah, don't shop at Walmart, you're putting people out of jobs, and don't eat Chick-fil-A because they're hate-filled. Simple as that. They're closed on Sundays, we should have guessed that. We should have guessed that, that was our fault. My two favorite things I get to do when I come back to Portland, because I travel a lot with comedy, is one is to go to a Walmart and call someone ignorant. Because that's the one place you can check white privilege with no bound whatsoever. Everyone in Portland wants to get off on Facebook about checking white privilege. Go call someone that's being ignorant, ignorant at Walmart. It's the only word you can call a white person that will offend them. Like, you called me ignorant in front of my children? You used the E word in front of my fucking children? I'm gonna knock down your goddamn teeth, Hillary voter. I get called a liberal bully all the time. I love that shit. Liberal bully. I'm willing to open my mind up to new ideas. I still eat macaroni and cheese five days a week, but fuck, I'm liberal. <laughs> Don't eat Chick-fil-A, though. Genuinely, I meant what I said there. It's, you make it at home, it's super easy. They used to have Chick-Chick in Northwest Portland. Me and my girl would patron it quite a bit. It was just a response solely to being in... I mean, you should have fried chicken and be able to love who you want. That's some basic shit, okay? <laughs> so, so the reason I bring up Chick-fil-A is because my favorite thing to do in the entire world honestly, as a comedian, is read one-star Yelp reviews of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you don't understand the beauty that this is. I sit in hotel rooms waiting to kill time between gigs, fucking around, and I search the nation for one-star Chick-fil-A Yelp reviews. And there's a lot of them that are political. There's a whole lot that are political. We can understand why, but the ones that are about the food, oh my God. <laughs> They're poetry. And I'm gonna tell you guys a little section. Yelp, at the bottom of every single page, has a little section called if there's enough reviews, I mean, it says Yelp reviews not recommended. <laughs> I just opened up half this world's room right now. They're like, what the fuck is hidden in Yelp's hidden folder of people's disgusting narcissistic thoughts? I'm going to introduce you to Deborah F. right now. From the Hillsboro Chick-fil-A. 919 of last year. This is not quite a year old. This is the greatest review on Yelp and will explain exactly why we are in the position we are in in 2017. One star. The rating I'm giving tonight is for the rude and poor service I received tonight, not the food. Two tonights in the first sentence tells me this is being typed angrily in the parking lot of this Chick-fil-A. 
No one's eaten until Deborah's mind is spoke. The food is great and most of the staff are super nice. Tonight I went to the drive-thru to get my husband and me our normal order. I asked for 12 Chick-fil-A sauces. And as soon as I did, I got attitude from the gal taking my order. When I got to the drive-thru window, the gal asked me how many sauces oh, I wanted. Again, I said 12. She then asked in a very snarky and rude tone, do you know that you can buy an eight ounce sauce? Now at this point, when I was reading this in the tub in Spokane, Washington, I was like, this is just a normal basic Yelp review. Why am I wasting my time? But then it gets real. Because I'm thinking 12 sauces, that's a lot for two people. That's six ounces of sauce per person. Like 12 ounces, if someone handed me a beer can full of mayonnaise, me and my girl couldn't drink it in a sitting. You dig? Like that's what I'm trying to say, that's a lot. So the first thing they hit me is like, okay, she wants a lot of sauce. But, but hey, I grew up sneaking pizza out of all-you-can-eat buffets in a bread bag, so that's my childhood. You got any ideas how many fucking Izzy's pizza you can shove and guess overalls? Fucking, I know exactly how many. 13. Five ninety-nine, two days worth of food, fuck So I didn't know Chick-fil-A could buy an eight-ounce sauce. I don't patron them. I haven't patroned them in a long time, and I love the fact that I learned that. And then Deborah responds with, I was like, no. And then she handed me my order. She knew many sauces I wanted because that's how many sauces were already in the bag. She was just being rude and wanted to make a point that I could have bought the sauce. Honestly, I'm not going to buy the sauce that you get out for free. I can assurely, I can assure this rude little drive through gal that me and my husband use all the sauce that is given. There isn't much sauce in those little packets. <laughs> They're plastic tubs. They're one ounce tubs. Jesus Christ. This is where it gets real, and I'll leave you guys with this, genuinely. This is where it gets so real. I've been told in the past... I've been told in the past that we can have as many as we want, so I'm not sure why this gal made such an issue about it tonight. We stop in at Chick-fil-A at least once a week or more. This human being consumes... 468 ounces a year per person of Chick-fil-A sauce and leaves a one-star Yelp review. This human being has consumed hundreds of dollars of free condiments and she's contemptuous with Kylie, cashier number 434172, which you'll later find out. Her last lines are haunting and I'll leave you guys with this. I'm hoping this isn't going to become an issue every time I want my 12 sauce. Is that a fucking threat, Deborah? You want your sauce so bad it's not gonna be an issue and she calls out Kylie? Order number 434172. Every time you lay down yourself on your all natural down pillow, think of Deborah F and exactly why he is president. That's it. That's simply it. America is full of Deborah F's. We get so demanding of what we want. You know what? I'm gonna be a dad. It scares the shit out of me how complacent we are. If we fuck this planet up so bad that in 20 years, we don't have enough water to all drink enough and I gotta drive past wild waves and explain to my kids that we used to have so much sitting around, we used to splash motherfuckers in the face and laugh at fat people. Ha 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 ha, fat people when we had so much food sitting around, we ate extra. Oh, is that a shaming joke or fact? It hurts, right? I do that joke in Portland just like I do jokes about Jesus can't be white in fucking Montana because it's fun to see the looks on their faces when they realize they've been praying to a very short, polite Arab man. It's quite fun. I've been Todd Armstrong. Thank you guys very much for your time. Oh, and I bought this shirt for five bucks just to piss off flat earthers.
So